I'm here with Helen Schneiderman, who volunteered in Jamaica from 2011 to 2012, just to, just about 18 months. And she's just here to tell us a little bit about uh, her experience. So, Helen, first of all, what made you decide to go all the way overseas to Jamaica? Um, I'd gotten to a point, kind of a crossroads in my career and personal life where I thought, okay, wouldn't it be great to do something completely different? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I'd always wanted to do was volunteer, you know, internationally. And just by pure luck, I guess, I found out about QSO through, um, I was walking my dog and a fellow dog walker, you know, told me that him and his wife were going to Africa to volunteer. And so just through that, that kind of introduction to it I found out more about CUSO and I did the application and when I applied it was just the general application you didn't apply to a specific position and basically you know went through the whole process and then got offered the placement in Jamaica mm -hmm. and thought well sounds like a good enough place to go um, and so that all, you know, once I got the placement, went for the squid training, that all happened really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think like within a couple of weeks, I was on the plane and off to Jamaica. Wow. So a couple of weeks of, of the, the squid. After the yeah. training. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. So it was pretty quick. But it, fortunately, I had like planned ahead of time because mm -hmm. I was anticipating that it mm -hmm. could be quick. Mm -hmm. So I had pretty much, you know, everything ready to go. Um, and so my first, I had two different placements while, while I was there. The first year I was with an organization called the Dispute Resolution Foundation. Um, and so CUSO um, had a five-year partnership with them to build organizational capacity. And so they were bringing volunteers on kind of a rotating basis across all areas of, of the organization. So finance, um, IT, communications, and I'm, I work within human resources, so human I was resources. the human resources advisor for them. And so we, you know, we worked, the, the volunteer group worked with the, the leadership and the management of the organization to really just try and build that infrastructure mm -hmm. and put some systems and processes in place to help them, you know, build that capacity um, and then just really to help the organization function more effectively. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I did that um, for a year with the DRF, Dispute Resolution. Um, and then, you know, once the year was, was up, I kind of, again, was at the sort of a crossroads deciding, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue um, volunteering further or am I going to come back to Canada? And at that time, there was another opportunity with actually with the Ministry of Justice in Jamaica. Oh, cool. Um, and they are all, have started, and probably by now it's, it's uh, fully happening, rolling out a restorative justice program across the island, a, a pilot program, and they needed some help with um, developing and delivering some training to the restorative justice facilitators within the communities across the island. So for six months I worked with them, um, developing the training. They, they, they had an outline of the curriculum and I worked with them to develop some of the modules and then also doing kind of consistency um, analysis across all of the, the training programs that had been developed. So that was my my second placement in the last six months that I was there. So you enjoyed it so much you signed up for another round? I did, yes. Wow. Um, it, you know, they were both quite different placements. You know, some of the work well, I guess the area of work was quite similar because restorative justice is also an alternative dispute resolution method mm -hmm. or approach. 
um, but I guess going from a, a more community-based organization into government was quite different, so very mm -hmm. different environment to be working in. Um, and also the second placement was very specific as to mm -hmm. what kind of my mandate was, whereas the first year um, it was much broader and, and there were quite a lot of challenges in trying to um, to move the organization to a place of of change. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all know how, how people resist change and that's the same, I think, everywhere mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And so certainly all of the volunteers that were at DRF did, you know, experience that resistance to change. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, you know, kind of more of a, a struggle and a challenge mm -hmm. to, to get the work actually done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, you know, overall it was an incredible experience mm -hmm. and just learned so much. Yeah, what was your what was your first impression of Jamaica when you got off the plane and walked out of the airport? What were the some of the first thoughts you you were thinking? Well, the first thing I think for sure was the heat. <laughs> so, um, and that stayed for the entire eighteen months. Um, the the humidity there is insane and very hard to get used to. Uh, particularly, you know, when you're working, when you're, you know, living in a, on a volunteer's budget, you're walking places, using public transport, so it's draining, it really is, and um, I know a lot of us struggled with that, with the heat. So that's certainly one of my first kind of impressions of just like walking out the airport and that heat just hitting you. Um, and then driving from the airport, um, there's a, a wonderful a uh, taxi driver that uh, works, you know, basically for QSO, mm -hmm. um, Mr. Mason, and so he drove us kind of through the the back parts of the city that, you know, typically you wouldn't usually drive from the airport that route, but we got to see kind of the different side of of Jamaica, which again, as working as a volunteer, we all got to experience that. Um, one of the things I I was born and grew up in South Africa, and one of the things that I was quite amazed about was the similarities to to South Africa in some ways. And, mm -hmm. and my first impression was that it looked very similar to South Africa. Um, mm. uh, where I grew up in the east coast of South Africa, the climate is very, very similar, also very tropical, very humid. And so just the vegetation and the look of the city itself reminded me of that. Um, as I was there longer, it became less like South Africa or Africa mm -hmm. and more, you know, Caribbean and very distinctly Jamaican. Mm -hmm. um, but my first impression was this feeling of, wow, this is so familiar. It, it feels like I've, I've gone back to South Africa. Wow, that's so interesting to, to in a completely different part of the world, to still have that kind yeah. of sense of, of similarity. What were some of the things that you, as, as time went on that you grew to really love about Jamaica and some of the things that are going to remain with you for the rest of your life? Um, I think, you know, just the, 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 the culture of the, the place and, and I, I think, you know, this might be quite similar in, in other, I mean, Jamaica's kind of a developing country, not really, but um, I, I guess the, the friendliness and the, the sense of community um, that you get, you know, even if it's in a, a workplace like a ministry, um, there's still kind of the sense of, you know, greeting people when you step into the elevator or if, if you pass someone down the hall. You don't just mm -hmm. lower your eyes and walk past. You you make eye contact. You greet people. 
um, so the, you know that that kind of thing it's been kind of weird coming back here because mm -hmm. I'll get into the elevator here and I'll say hello to everyone in the elevator and they'll look at me like I'm a little crazy um, <laughs> but that's that's kind of what it's like there um, so I think that that sense of and I mean it's less it's less strong in Kingston that sense mm -hmm. of community because Kingston is a tough city mm -hmm. and people you know struggle to survive there mm -hmm. and so people are very um, you know they're obviously protecting themselves mm -hmm. and so you feel it less um, just you know generally walking around but mm -hmm. when you get into situations like a work environment or when you get to know people you get that that closer sense of of community from from people that you come into contact with. Wow! And uh, just a couple more questions. And one is, what do you think? What are you the most proud of of your time in Jamaica? Whether it's in somebody else that you saw, or yourself, or a, a, somebody that you helped facilitate into yeah. a, a different role, or um, the thing that that really struck me was the commitment of people to making their communities better. Um, there is, it is tough there, mm -hmm. and both at uh, Dispute Resolution Foundation and at the Ministry with the Restorative Justice Facilitators that I was, you know, fortunate enough to, to work with in the training. Um, you know, a lo lot of those individuals are volunteers. Mm -hmm. They have other jobs, um, but they're committed to their community in such a strong way that they, they are doing this because they believe there has to be something that's going to um, address some of the harm that has been done within the communities and, mm -hmm. and help people to heal mm -hmm. and help to bring communities back together. And so I think that that was one of the, you know, the most amazing aspects of, of the work and also of just being there mm -hmm. and getting to experience that and see see that commitment, you know, and, and mm -hmm. see people so dedicated that, you know, the, the restorative justice training was once a week for, I think it went on for about three or four months. Wow, that's a lot. Um, yeah, so, you know, individual, individuals had to make sure that they could get that time off work. Some of them had to take it as a vacation day once a week, so that's pretty much using up all their vacation. They had to pay for themselves to get there and back. Um, and they were committed, you know, they were there and they really wanted to make this program a success mm -hmm. because, particularly because the, the Restorative Justice Program is a pilot and so they realized the importance of their commitment to it. Um, so that, that was really amazing. That is really cool. Yeah. And, and my final question is, what would you say to someone who came up to you and said, oh, I've heard you volunteered with Cuso International, I'm thinking about doing it. Should I? I would say for sure. I think that if you if you have the opportunity to do it, I think everybody should. Um, I think it opens your mind. It opens your whole world up to understanding um, a different culture. I think I think that was probably also one of my biggest learnings, personally and professionally, was understanding what it's like to live and work and interact in such a different culture and how those cultural dif differences are pervasive in every interaction that you have. Um, there's always that underlying 
um, difference that we have from North America um, in, in just how we relate and interact with people to being in a different country and a different culture and it makes you much more aware of um, you know how to be sensitive to to other cultures and to you know to, to think more deeply I think about where people are coming from so maybe you know being less quick to to make a judgment about something that happens until you can actually think about well what is behind that what is going on that is making people behave in this way or interact in that way um, and I find that even you know since I've been back that that it makes me more aware of of taking that kind of time to pause and think about you know what's going on under the surface um, whereas I think you know life for most of us in Canada is, is pretty easy and so we can become complacent and we can become almost glib about just getting on with our lives and, and also getting stuck in you know like getting caught up in the small things and not taking the time to to kind of look at the big picture and understand what's going on beneath the surface. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for coming this evening as we celebrate the International Day of the Volunteer. Thank you for your time in Jamaica and, and all the things that you learned and, and that you made a difference uh, with the communities that you were working with. I think uh, we're all extremely appreciative. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>